Are you ready to learn more about promoting play, defending childhood, empowering caregivers? Save 10% on professional development at explorationsearlylearning.com and support the show with the coupon code OOL. Click the link in the show notes to browse upcoming trainings. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Out of Line. This is Annie Friday, and today I am joined by a guest host, Ashley Jefferson is here. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Remind everybody who's listening who you are. I know if you're a friend of the show and listen often, you know Ashley, but Ashley, tell everybody else uh, who you are and where you are and all that good stuff. Um, so my name is Miss Ashley. A lot of people uh, call me that. Um, I'm the early childhood enthusiast and play advocate. I'm based in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Um, I've been in the child care, uh, caring with families field for over 20 years. Um, I had a small micro school. Now I'm shifting towards my children's puppet show. So I focus a lot on social emotional development and playing outside, um, all the uh, essentials that's needed for early childhood. I love it. I love it. And you just mentioned playing outside is an essential component to early childhood. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of one of the big themes we're here to talk about today. So tell me, um, I reached out to you after I saw a post you made about nature. Tell me a little bit about it. Do you remember? Um, I, I make so many posts. I think the one that you're referring to is just about, um, the, uh, the discrepancies in, uh, who's outside in nature, even though it's important for everyone. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I don't remember the exact statistic, but there's, there's a few statistics out there. Um, okay. about- I don't have a brain that remembers statistics anyway. Yeah. So I'll pull it up and see if I can pull anything out, but yes, mm-hmm. that's what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. Essentially it just talked about, um, the many, many, many benefits of playing outside for um, everyone, essentially, but uh, children especially, but there is a noticeably large uh, difference in um, who's outside for children, especially when it comes to Black children, specifically compared to white children, and how often um, they're outside and what kind of outside play they're getting, if at all. Yes. And so here's your your um, statistics. Black children are less likely to participate in outdoor activities than white children, with 51% of Black children reporting going outside to play every day compared to 71% of white children. Mm-hmm. There are so many reasons behind that, so many systemic reasons, so many other reasons. Um we don't need to get into all of the nitty-gritty with that, but you are doing some amazing work right now to support kids, all kids, black kids, especially getting out into nature. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So when, and I feel like I've mentioned this on the show, just kind of how my program started. I had, um, I had been operating out of my apartment and like probably a year into living there, I realized we had a forest behind there. So that uh, my program ended up being an outdoor, primarily outdoor program in that way. I mean, of course we went outside Um, even for field trips or the playground time, but like having forest uh, play, that was new for, for not for me as a teacher, but for the program. So we, ever since then, I've just heavily integrated that into it. And so I I do a lot of picture taking 
um, a lot of capturing of those moments. So that was really important to me. And I realized that not a lot of um, there, even imagery of seeing black children outside is hard to find, or it was hard to find, especially when I had started out. Um, so I really committed to my, my social media pages being showcasing black children playing outside and mm -hmm. not again, not just playing on the playground. Of course, that's great too. But there's another element of play that you get exposed to when you're outside in the forest. So playing with natural logs, picking up leaves, um, looking closely at ants or listening for cicadas, that sort of thing. It's a different experience that um, has a, a whole other side of benefits um, that, again, regular play on the playground is great, too. Um, but having that is just it's it, it's amazing. So since then, um, I've that's always been part of our curriculum, um, not even in just taking them outside, but really learning about what's happening outside. Um, and that kind of expanded um, to where I would do family campouts for Black families called the Kinfolk Campout. We do it every year. And it's basically like a, um, a large campout just for families. And we have children's performers come out. Um, I do a lot of, I lead a lot of hikes, different things, um, having to do with nature to get Black families more invested in it. Because I think there's a lot of programming out there that's for, you know, adult hikers. Um, usually when I would go to something like that, I'd be the only one that brought my son. Mm -hmm. So really trying to create more spaces where Black families can feel comfortable being outside and really advocating for it for themselves and their children's learning too. Yeah, family family hiking is hard hard to find support for I think it really is a lot of adult centered hiking programs and things like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely even you know hiking too and then camping is a whole other thing like getting people to stay the night outside is a whole other thing but yeah so what about that like people mm -hmm. who's who's you know it's not just the kids right because if you grew up as a person who was never outside because you were always in school or where you were told outside was dangerous or you were told outside was unsafe or, or you felt unsafe outside or you didn't have access to the woods how do you get people who have never been camping to go camping? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, so you do, I, I'm, we won't, like we said, we won't go into why um, as much, but you have to consider the history of um, Black Americans outside and our experiences with that. So for, um, I always talk about things like uh, biological trauma that gets passed down from things generations ago. So mm -hmm. if we're used to hearing stories about things happening to Black people in the woods, you carry that trauma with you. It's not the case for everybody, but it's definitely there. So that's one of the things. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there, there's just a lot that comes with that. So ultimately, it's about me creating a safe space where they feel comfortable. So I try not to do, I definitely do primitive hiking. I'm not into like having it be all RVs, you know, something super fancy. It's literally bring a tent um, and we're doing just the bare essentials. So I, the way that I market it to people is saying, hey, this is a safe space. I always try to find Black-owned spaces because that's another thing. If they feel like, okay, there's someone who looks like me who understands my family, um, it's more inviting for us. So that's a huge component to it. I always find Black-owned spaces. A couple of times I have not, but um, I really try to do that. Um, and, you know, just making it a fun event and reassuring them that, 
I'm an experienced camper. There are other people who will be there to support you. I'm very detailed with the event, like as far as what to bring, what not to bring. I send them videos. Um, and usually we get first time campers. Uh, you know, now we have people that have come before, but there's usually at least three to five uh, camper people who have never been camping for them. So it's a new experience for them. Has anybody walked away like running, screaming, like never again, don't make me do that. <laughs> Very well, never come around to it. It's so funny. The last, uh, I'll say this, um, not the other family. Uh, so uh, I think they just had different expectations of what it would be. And if you go into it with a certain expectation and if you're not in the moment and being present, you know, um, it might not be for you. Um, but I think anyone that follows me closely gets, uh, you, you know, the kind of person I am. And so I think not the actual person who signed up, but the other people that came with that person. Okay. I think it was just new. So they had to get used to it. Um, but it's so funny. The the last event that we had, actually, um, our Swahili teacher came. And I had her there just because we're good friends, but also she brings a nice cultural element to it. So she was cooking stuff from Kenya and things like that. But this is someone who grew up in Kenya. You know, uh, she lived in a hut. Like all that. So when she would come to school, she was always like, yeah, you know, this is how we do things. We cook outside. Da, 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 da. So she was the last person that I thought would have like any reserves. But she was when we woke up the next day, she was like, oh, my goodness, I heard so many noises. <laughs> but I was like, are you kidding me? So I think it was just different. So even though she is outside most of the time, you know, wherever you camp, it's going to be a different experience. Um, thankfully, when we've gone, we haven't heard anything super crazy. I think it was probably like a bobcat or something she may have heard. Oh, um, that's not pretty crazy to me. Huh? That sounds pretty crazy to me to hear a bobcat I while mean, you're sleeping. Some people, <laughs> there could be bears, there could be, you know, a moose or something like that. It really just depends on where you are. So for me, I think I'm used to it. That's minor. Um, you might hear some other animals. I don't go out to look, but, <laughs> you know, so, um, but, you know, I think that was the only person who was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, you of all people, you grew that up. so outside, funny. You know? Yeah, it was funny. But, you know, it just, it comes down to culture. Yeah. 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 Well, and you've got a book coming out too, right? I do. So all of me is nature exploring the uh, outside through your senses. Um, this is a book that actually started with the idea of me really want to focusing on black children outside, but it expanded to this idea of all children experiencing outside in, in every location. Mm-hmm. Um What's interesting is, and this is kind of a sidebar to it, you know, a lot of the photos I took um, and then we ended up needing more submissions from like families. Um, So these are like a lot of the photos are like home pictures for people. A couple of them are other professional pictures, but we really wanted this to feel like, you know, that's my child out there. So Mm -hmm. that was a big part of it. Um, But in the beginning, I was so set on like, I really need to show more images of Black children outside. And even finding that was super hard. So we wanted to find Black children playing outside in the snow or having a snowball fight, virtually impossible. Um, So that's another, uh, it was not the only reason, but we expanded it because it's like, there's literally, like I could not fly places to get, you know what I mean? It was just Mm -hmm, based on time, finance. It was just a lot, logistics, it's a lot. So um, it was eye-opening for me. Um, I think it turned out beautiful. Um, but again, it was just one of those things where like, you can't even type in 
a search engine uh, for certain images of black children playing outside of nature. You type in a snowball fight, of course, it's white families, white children specifically. You get you can get access to all of that, but it's really hard. Um, so it was a wake up call for me to say, you know, I, you know, initially I took pictures for fun and then I realized there was a point in me taking the pictures and showing them. And now uh, I kind of, I didn't do it as much, but now I'm like, this is, this is why I had to take the pictures because they're not, it isn't, I don't know that it's, um, I don't think it's happening as often, but it, especially the photos are not being taken. And it's important because when people, I think out of me taking those pictures, I know that it's impacted a lot of people with wanting to start more programs outside or wanting to get outside and have access to those things. Um, but uh, so now with what we have, it's just this beautiful um, collection of images of children playing outside in different parts of it. So it's a long poem and it's talking about the ways that children experience nature um, through their senses. And it's literally every type of child, well, not every type of child, but um, there's so many different children in there and so many different spaces. So even if you're in the city, what does nature how do you experience nature? And so it goes through each of the senses. I'm a big um, believer in explaining play that way to people. Um, what are the ways that you can engage as many senses as possible with children learning? And so once you download that, you realize it has to be a really hands-on experience. So it's going to look a lot different than just sitting at desks, that sort of thing. So with that, with that nod to play-based learning, I said, this is how they learn in nature, when they're tasting things, when they're smelling things, looking at things, hearing things. So um, those two components together, it just kind of made magic with it. So that comes out April 11th. Um, awesome. Yes. Pre-orders right now. Huh? Pre pre-ordering right now. Yes, you can pre-order it now. I know people that did pre-order it. They've been getting their books early. Um, yes, we, we just uh, unloaded a bunch of them. I have a gazillion copies here now. Um, but then uh, it officially comes out April 11th. So you can find it. Um, Amazon, well, Little Feminist, primarily, that's the publishing company. But you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, lots of different places. So, yeah. I love that. Love that. And I feel like I love the title because I know for myself, like, I wasn't a huge, huge nature person as a kid. And, and I've grown into it as an adult and, and found that it is really essential to my well-being to be outside yes. and in nature. And for a long time, it felt inaccessible in the way that it felt like I wasn't naturey enough, right? Like, yeah. Um, and so I love hearing you talk about it. We've had Kisa Marks from Kid Crew Adventures on a few weeks ago, and she talked about similarly, like just finding a need to go outside when all of a sudden her pandemic shutdown happened. And like, they were so inside, inside, inside that she's like, oh, now we're going out in the yard. And this is nature and this like, yeah. you know, and, and so we have these limiting views. I think the same, I, I taught, you know, a lot of nature stuff when I was out West, when that was like the culture where we were living, everyone was outside people. We were outside all day with, you know, that was the expectation with kids mm -hmm. when we moved here. And it was like, I remember I was on a playground. I was a, a preschool teacher on a playground that was fenced off. And just the other side of the fence was this awesome nature trail and tiny little Creek and I was like, well, why can't we go there? <laughs> like, yeah. And this is a group of really like uh, masculine, heavy group, like big energy, physical needed yeah. needs to get out. And uh, mm -hmm. we started going down to the creek and just like throwing rocks and picking up sticks. And I could just see what it's it was doing. Difference. Yes. 
Yeah. So it's like some of us come to it by way of accident, right? Like we, we suddenly become nature teachers, but we have other people who are like, well, did you go to the nature conference or the nature play conference or the, you know, do you have the certification to be an outdoor teacher? I'm like, I don't know, but I like looking at ants with kids. Okay. I really hate when people do that. So I, I think for me, I love going to those I like going to those conferences just because I think meeting other people who are excited about it is for really sure, important for sure. because especially for even for me hiring teachers that are okay with going outside, that's really hard. So oh, at least yeah. finding other enthusiasts for me is really important. Um, but, you know, I, I think if it's, we, it's so weird how we'll, we'll start off uh, with generations that just kind of knew what the values were for children and then somewhere sorry for the noise in the back um we kind of got off track um and uh we got off track and now we're like oh there are these benefits but it's basic it's it it's literally the foundation of it so it's not that we we don't have to overcomplicate it and so i think that's clear in the book too when i'm saying you're part of it. You're already there. So however you experience nature, no, you may not be able to get out to the trails all the time. You know, I've taken the kids fishing before. No, you're not going to necessarily get to go fishing, that sort of thing. But there are ways to um, have that experience because you literally are part of nature. When you eat food, it grows from the ground. So that that's part of it. You're breathing air, you know, all of it. Um, and we do an, an intense study with it with the children when they come to understand like, life cycles, they're pretty much identical. Once you really step back and look at it, they, they're very similar. So um, they know that trees can talk. They know that animals can talk. It may not be words, but they, their body language. Mm-hmm. Trees can tell us if it's if it's sick or not, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So really connecting with it on that. Um, but that said, once you understand uh, all the ways that you are connected to nature, no, you don't have to have these big trips, but the 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 importance for me is for people to start to value it in early childhood. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do it in big ways right now, that's fine, but you understand the importance of it. So you're, so you're more likely to advocate for it um, as time goes on, because you understand how important it is for children. Advocate for it and never, ever, 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 ever take away recess. If you're a school teacher who has that power. (laughs) Right, right. I, I I don't even know why we're still having this conversation. Oh, I know, right? I thought we were done. I thought we understood this. Um, and you know, I you know, I went through. You know, when I was younger, there was times when I'd be like, "Okay, we're not ready to go outside." When the opposite should have been happening. <laughs> you know, that people. You know, you go through that when you're younger. But I think at this point, we should know. I, I, I always resort back to like the last three years. We just need to get air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just breathe. We need to breathe through everything. We need to breathe, right? Have we not learned that at the very least? Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Um, yeah. Well, I love it. I love. I love your kin- kinfolk camping trips that you're getting people outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a viral video recently. I saw you share it too about um, babies who nap in their prams yes. and their strollers yeah. outside. I know I did that. I'm guessing you did that. Tell me about your years as a nanny when you would let babies sleep in the in the buggy. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um I had actually heard of that before, but I just saw the video and I was like, oh I forgot that people did it. So uh-huh. I think uh for me being outside for sure, especially as a nanny, we would take naps outside. And a couple of times in the program we would just let the kids like sleep outside but I think for a lot of people they were like leave the stroller outside without us being close I mean for me even if I'm in the store 
I need to be right by the stroller. So for me, no, I have not done that. But definitely having outside time, napping, just soaking up the sun, you need that, um, the vitamin D. So I would, uh, yeah, I, I think that's super important to do. And it's just relaxing too. It's peaceful. Like, I think you're also supposed to, from what I've heard, you should keep at least one window of your house open to have air circulating. Um, Cause when it's enclosed, like eventually, I don't, I don't, I'm not a science buff, but um, you know, just the air that you're breathing, if it's not circulating and you're letting new air come in, it can essentially become kind of toxic. Um, so at least do that if you're not ready to sleep outside. Um, but <laughs> I yeah, I um, definitely, I, I used to love, especially when I, uh, when he was a baby or for my own son, just resting outside on the grass, that sort of thing was important. So yeah. Love that. I love that. All right, everybody get your fresh air. Um, find Ashley Jefferson at the early childhood enthusiast at playpan African. Yeah. <laughs> at so PLA, babies. Yeah. So um, early childhood enthusiast is my personal page. So I do give important information and then sometimes it's just jokey jokes. Um, but uh, my uh, micro school program where I do outdoor education is Play Pan African with a K. So that's P-L-A-Y-P-A-N-A-F-R-I-K-A-N. And then for puppets in storytelling, that is in Guzo Babies. So that's N-G-U-Z-O-B-A-B-I-E-S in playpanafricanwithak.org and goozlebabies.com. All right. And your book coming out by Little Feminist Book Clubs, April 11th is? All of Me is Nature. Love That's it. The end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Short title. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks again, Ashley. I always love chatting with you. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Explorations Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work, and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.